You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham, and it is Saturday. We're going to do a Saturday edition. I went uh, about a week without doing a podcast, and so we're going to make sure we get in the weekend here. It's a special Saturday because there's some big games on, and more importantly, it's LeBron James's birthday. Okay, so happy birthday, LeBron. LeBron turns 33 today, and uh, there's all sorts of talk on Instagram and Twitter and social media about comparing him at this age to Michael Jordan at this age and yada, yada, yada. ESPN is, of course, the biggest culprit of misleading people. Uh, Nick Wright would probably be right behind them, but I haven't heard anything from him today, at least not yet. Probably Monday we'll hear a bunch, but... There's posts up on both SportsCenter's Instagram account and ESPN's Instagram account that are very misleading. The one on SportsCenter in particular compares, quote, Michael Jordan at age 33 to, quote, LeBron James at age 33. And it's comparing Michael Jordan at age 33 when he turned 34 that season, not the season when he was 32 turned 33, which is the season LeBron is in right now. And even Michael Jordan's season where he was 33 and turned 34 was better than what LeBron is doing right now anyway. He won the title that year, won an NBA Finals that year. But the previous year, the year that is truly the 32 turning 33 season, just like LeBron is having right now, the identical comparison, the apples-to-apples comparison, Michael Jordan was first-team All-NBA, first-team All-Defense, led the Bulls to a 72-10 and 10 record, which was the greatest team ever still to this day because even though the Warriors went 73-9, and nine, they didn't win the title. Jordan won the title that year, was finals MVP, regular season MVP, led the league in scoring, was all-star game MVP. He was everything that season. So Michael Jordan's season at this exact same point in time of life that LeBron is at right now, he was far and away the greatest athlete on the planet. Far and away. It was not even close. There was nobody else in the conversation. That was the year they went 72-10. and 10. They beat the Sonics in the finals. Jordan was MVP of everything possible. First team All-NBA, first team All-Defense, led the league in scoring. He was everything, okay? So SportsCenter, please, if you're going to have a large following and if you're going to show the world all this stuff and just get it right just get it right report it accurately it's actually kind of annoying lebron is the best there is today okay he is the man he is the greatest in the game today but he is not the greatest of all time his career is not over so i'm not going to say he cannot become that because if he were to win the finals this year and win finals mvp and win the finals next year and win finals mvp i'd start to give it a little bit of you know more I'd start to pay a little bit more attention to that conversation. Right now it's just numbers. It's just it's just oh he's got this, he's got that, he's got this, but he doesn't have the killer instinct. So happy birthday to LeBron. I do love him. I hate that there's so many people out there misleading people that it makes me feel like I need to correct and you know correct them and set the record straight because it makes me come across as a LeBron hater, which I am definitely not. 
I actually really, really like LeBron. To me, LeBron is a fantastic role model. Uh, not only of you know community service and things like that, but he he's very classy in his interviews. Um, he's freakishly athletic. He's very fun to watch. He's improved his game in many different facets. He's got a, he's a great all around basketball player. He's he's a leader. He's a winner. He, he's the man. He's the greatest player on the earth today. But I don't think he's even close to Michael Jordan. And when I say that. I don't want that to come across like, oh, I hate LeBron, because I don't. I love LeBron. And I don't mean he's not even close in the sense that he's not even close to as good. I just, when I say he's not even close, to me, that means there shouldn't be a legitimate conversation or argument had that would, to where anyone should really think that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. And I, to, to put it into perspective, I don't think anyone is even close to LeBron James right now. Okay, so he's the greatest there is right now. Now, does that mean Kevin Durant isn't close to as good as LeBron? No, it's not. It just means that the that LeBron is far enough ahead in my mind that there isn't really a legitimate argument for anyone else. People will come up with one. They'll make their statements about KD this, KD that, Kawhi this, Kawhi that, whoever, Greek freak, whoever they think, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry. But in the end, to me, the greatest all-around basketball player right now is LeBron James. If I'm starting a team and my goal is to go out and win games, win a championship, and I have to choose one person as my centerpiece right now in today's game, I'm choosing LeBron James. I am. Kevin Durant would probably be second, but he would for sure be second. Same thing goes if I'm picking one guy in the history of time to go out and get me a championship. There's no question I'm picking Michael Jordan. And nobody else comes close. And guess what? LeBron James would not be second. He would probably not even be third. He would Maybe he would be third, but he would not be first or second. And there's legitimate argument for even guys like Kobe Bryant ahead of LeBron when it comes to that goal of just winning a championship because he's got the mamba, the killer instinct. So again, LeBron's the greatest in the world today. Happy birthday, you're the greatest in the world today. I'm sorry that the large media wants to always make things difficult on you and put you in a in a ballpark comparison with a guy who's the greatest of all time, and that's just how it is. You're the greatest today. Hope you go out and get another championship this year, to be honest with you. But uh, let's compare apples to apples when we're doing so with the GOAT. We do not want to be disrespectful to Michael Jordan. He is the greatest. Okay, moving on. Last night, what did I say yesterday about Ohio State? What did I say? I said they got snubbed, and while you can't put too much stock into these bowl games outside of the college football playoffs, this one may be an exception because it's two really storied and proud programs, USC versus Ohio State, and I knew that Ohio State would make a statement. I knew that they were going to come out with a chip on their shoulder, play tough, and show the committee that they made a mistake. And they did that. They won big yesterday against USC, 24-7, to I believe was the final score. And again, you can't, you know, I, I have to admit, I said it, and I still stand by it. You can't put too much stock into it. You really can't, because it is a bowl game that's borderline meaningless six weeks after the end of the regular season. But the fact remains, they did go out there and put the beat down on the Trojans, who many thought would potentially win that game. It was supposed to be an evenly fought game, and it wasn't really even close. Um, 
you Ohio State, yeah, it's 24-7. They should be in the playoffs. It's a shame they're not, um, but they made the statement. And that, by the way, puts the Big Ten at 5-0 and in bowl games this year, and the Pac-12 is 1-7. and 1-7 and Pac-12. So all you Ute fans out there, I'm a, I'm a BYU guy here in Utah. All you Utah fans, ugh, your mighty Pac-12 is 1-7. and And guess who got that one win? It was you guys in a really crappy, meaningless bowl. So 1-7 and is the Pac-12. 5-0 uh, and is the Big Ten. And they did not get representation in the college football playoffs. That is a shame. We do have big games tomorrow night. By the way, I should make my predictions on that. I'm going to save that for just a little. Well, you know what? Let's just do it right now. Let's just do it right now. So we'll start with UCF and Auburn. I'm taking Auburn uh, to win that game. I think they'll actually probably win big. My guess is they cover the spread. The spread's 9.5. I think they cover. Win by at least 10. Uh, Notre Dame, LSU. That's an interesting one. I'm going to take LSU. Um, that could be close. I for whatever reason, I'm just not intrigued by that game. That's the Citrus Bowl. And I don't know. It's number 14 versus number 17. It should be exciting, but and it's two big big names. But for whatever reason, I'm just not that intrigued by it. But I would also take LSU in that game to cover the spread. The spread is three. I think they cover. Now to the big ones, the ones everyone cares about. Oklahoma and Georgia. Georgia, by the way, is two-and-a-half-point favorites despite being ranked third and Oklahoma being ranked second. And then Alabama and Clemson. Alabama favored by three despite being number four and Clemson number one. So the committee has one, two, three, four, but the matchups are set to where it looks like they maybe got the rankings wrong because Vegas knows best, right? And I don't know what Vegas would have said had Ohio State been up against some of these other teams. I know that they had Alab- they had Ohio State losing to Alabama, but they also have Clemson losing to Alabama, and Clemson's number one, and nobody complained about that. So it would be interesting to see what Vegas would have said if it was Oklahoma versus Ohio State in a rematch um, or Georgia versus Ohio State. But anyway, those are the semifinal games, Georgia-Oklahoma. At me on Twitter, at Sean Bingham. I want to see what you guys think. I may, I prob, I'll probably put up a poll. But to me, I actually think that Oklahoma is going to win that game against Georgia. So again, Georgia's favored by two and a half. I'm going to take Oklahoma, though. I'm going to take Oklahoma in that game. And in the Clemson, I'm going to take both the underdogs, honestly. I'm going to take Clemson over Alabama. So I'm going to take Clemson and Oklahoma to go to the finals, to go to the championship. And I'll take Clemson to win it all again. So that is my prediction. Um, Obviously, we're still more than a week out from the championship game, but I will take Clemson, and I will take Oklahoma in tomorrow's games, and I will take Auburn, and I will take uh, LSU also in tomorrow's games. Uh, Michigan, South Carolina play tomorrow as well, and I'll take Michigan in that. I think the Big Ten's proving how good they are. I'll take Michigan in that. So those are the five games tomorrow. Those are my predictions. I'm taking Michigan, Auburn, LSU, Oklahoma, and Clemson. And as of now, I'll take Clemson to win it all. But I reserve the right to change my mind after I watch tomorrow's games and see how they're, see how these guys are prepared at this point in the year. Um, last thing I want to touch on today, very interesting night, very strange night in the NBA. Rockets and Warriors both lose to inferior teams. And a very controversial ending in OKC, Giannis Antetokounmpo 
had the game winner. It was actually a stellar move, stellar drive with one major error that did not get picked up by officials. And that is that the Greek freak stepped, clearly stepped out of bounds on his game winning drive. Russ Westbrook comes down, drills a clutch three to tie the game uh, with just a few seconds left. And then the Greek freak goes down, gets the ball, drives baseline, clearly steps out of bounds by a good two, three inches. And it is not called. He gets a you know kind of half dunk, half layup thing to, to basically win the game near the buzzer and game over. And they didn't review it. They didn't fix it. They didn't correct it. And it's as plain as day. It's as obvious as anything. And it's right in front of the official. Literally right in front of him. And somehow he didn't see that. I mean, I, I get that, you know, your eyes can only see so much at once. And maybe in that exact moment, his eyes had looked up to see if there was a there was contact where he should be calling a foul. But when you've got a, dri- when you've got a guy driving baseline you got to look down. you got to look down and, and see, is he out of bounds or not? That's a very critical moment in the game. That game should have gone to overtime. The Bucks and the Thunder are both really good teams on the rise, and I'm glad we had a hard-fought battle. It would have been nice to see that go to overtime, though, honestly, because that's what it should have happened, for you know, first and foremost. But secondly, it was a great game between great teams. I would have loved to see it. Um so you've got to make that call. But again, I think OKC is on the rise. I think they're the most equipped to beat Golden State in the in the West. Don't think that they will, but I think that they have the personnel to get to the Western Conference Finals and challenge them. I hope that they do because nothing would be more fun than that. That's all I've got for today. Happy New Year. I am out. Peace. We got the same. We got the Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports.